This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You were looking good out there. You had a yep. red hat on. I didn't have a hat on. Red suit, red tie, even red loafers. No. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Jay Tittleman, a three for the tie. Off the backboard, it's gone! Jay Tittleman makes it in! Off the buzzer, and we've got overtime! Everything happening in the sports world. Crawford, eight! Crawford's got a hurry! Up! Oh, no! And even some things not happening in the sports world. You're, you're the bitter end. I'm the bitter man, I guess. <laughs> not the better man, the bitter man. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Well, normally it is the most popular man in McPherson, Steve Sell, joining me as always. But instead, he is on day number two of his golfing trip down in southeast Kansas, checking out Independence Country Club. I did get an update from him yesterday and said that Independence CC is, quote, kicking his butt. So hopefully he can turn things around in the weekend, be able to come away with a championship at the Swinging Bridge. We miss Steve, of course, and MidKansasOnline.com is, of course, struggling. We were going to have... McPherson I football coach Jace Pavlovich in for the show today, but he's running a little bit behind. I hope that he can get here in the next couple of minutes, but we understand either way. He said he'll be pushing it close and had something come up at the last minute, so we're okay either way, and we can ride solo today, and it's a good day to ride solo because I wanted to talk about the NBA Finals last night in game number six where the Toronto Raptors were the winners, and they ended up winning the Finals with a final score of 114-110. to I mentioned it in my sell on sports a moment ago. It's normally Steve that does it, but I was filling in for him today at what I thought was a very classy performance and a very classy ending for the Golden State Warriors in this run where they have won three out of the last five NBA Finals. They had a chance to win their third straight last night, but did not have things work out the way that they needed them to, not only with injuries, but with the entire fourth quarter where it was very tough for this team to score, very tough for Steph Curry to get the ball in his hands because they pretty much ran a box and one on him and prevented him from even having the basketball in his hands. But this was, I thought, a very fitting ending, and I thought that it was a very classy ending for this Golden State team where maybe, I don't remember as closely, but three years ago after the Warriors had won their first title, they beat LeBron and the Cavs, they turn around, lose after being up 3-1. That was not really a positive moment for that team. They had not really experienced that high of highs yet. Of course, they had won 73 games in the regular season that year, but they had not won as many championships as they have now since they've won the last two. And then, of course, this year they lose. But I watched that team in the closing seconds of the game, and we got to see a lot of it because the game just dragged on and on and on because they went to replays and reviews. Kawhi Leonard then ended up having to go to the free throw line, and it was a very drawn-out ending where there are a lot of close-ups on Steph Curry. You are watching the Raptors celebrate in Oracle Arena, where the Golden State Warriors were playing their last game, and who would have thought that Golden State would lose all three of their home games at Oracle Arena in the finals? 
But I think it would have been very easy for this Golden State team to hang their heads, go back to the locker room, talk about how the injuries are what cost them this NBA Finals, to talk about Klay Thompson getting hurt in the middle of one of his best games of the entire postseason, and ended up tearing his ACL in this performance as well, which we did not know at the time. They could blame Kevin Durant. They could blame everything that has happened this Finals. But I thought it was a very classy finish for them that they were able to stay on the court and almost every single Warriors starter went and personally congratulated guys like Kawhi Leonard, Mark Gasol, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, who was incredible last night. It was a very fitting ending to this because I think Steve, if he was sitting in that chair across from me, would describe the Golden State Warriors as cocky or arrogant, showboats, But it was the opposite of that last night, I thought. I thought it was very nice. And I thought that this group was very well-mannered in the way that they handled this. Because it could have very easily been a negative attitude inside Oracle Arena. Everybody is sitting there going, oh, we didn't have Kevin Durant. We didn't have Klay Thompson. And still almost had a chance here in Game 6 at home. And I think everybody has the feeling that if that series does go back to Toronto for Game number 7 that this is a Golden State team that maybe without Klay Thompson it would have been really, really difficult like we saw in game number three, but you knew they were going to get a good effort. And this showed why they are a championship team because they never gave up. They never stopped fighting. And I thought Draymond Green was about as good as he's been the entire series. 11 points, 19 rebounds, 13 assists. Andre Iguodala stepped up and had his best scoring game of 22 points. Steph Curry was face guarded the entire fourth quarter. And even with all of that happening... He still had a three-point shot in his hands, on the right wing, open look with a chance to force a Game 7. So I was very impressed with how this Golden State team handled themselves and the way things ended last night. But saying that, we can also look to this Toronto Raptors team that was really, really, really good in almost every single game this series. It felt like with Toronto that they were the better team or at least found a way to keep themselves in every game in every moment where it looked like the 2016 Golden State Warriors would have pushed them away, would have won with ease. Same thing in 2017 when they get Kevin Durant. Same thing last year where where Kevin Durant's there, that a Toronto Raptors team like this, they would have found ways to beat them down, whether it's physically or mentally, but... I think we deserve to give a lot of credit, and and Toronto is deserving of all of this credit because of the way that they played in every single big moment. And it wasn't really even Kawhi Leonard last night, which is what made this so impressive. Of course, there was a great performance by Kyle Kyle Lowry, who had just been getting slaughtered by the media, getting slaughtered by Steve Sell, and people saying, The guy can't show up. He can't score. He can't make any shots. Well, I think he made his first four threes last night. Finished with 26 points. Then you get an unbelievable performance by little Fred Van Vliet out of Wichita State. And I can remember when Fred was in college at Wichita State and, of course, being a part of some good teams, thinking, okay, he's just a scrappy player, a lot like Ron Baker, but he found a way to will this team and not just take big shots and not be afraid to take the big shot, but make 
some really, really big shots for this team. And it was a very good Raptors performance. And I was very happy for them. And I think that was the, the vibe around everybody is that people were happy for the Toronto Raptors. Of course, there were a lot of people that I'm sure were ready to see the Warriors lose and get out of this spell, see them be done, see Steph Curry be done, and who knows what happens with the rest of this team. But it was a fun Game 6. I would have liked to have seen a Game 7, but unfortunately, it ended last night. Well, rolling into the studio here, <laughs> hot out of the car. I saw yeah. the van pulling up in the reflection behind me is McPherson I football coach Chase Pavlovich. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. appreciate it. Well, I wanted to have you in here today to talk about what's been going on for your guys in terms of your team camp. You guys wrapped that up last week with what I guess we could call your mini camp. You guys were also at Fort Hayes State over the weekend and into a little bit of this week. Mm -hmm. It's been, from what I've seen and was able to look at with your guys, a very fun camp, a very focused group. And I think this is a group that maybe impressed some people mm -hmm. coming out and with their, their stature, their physicality. And the way that they were able to come out and look very focused, especially your seniors, that I was very impressed with what I saw with them. Yeah, you know, there's no question. I was I was a little bit concerned, uh, you know, going into camp thinking, you know, we've had two good runs, really three good runs in a row. And, and what is this senior class going to be like? How, you know, what's their leadership uh, going to be like? How is it? How are they going to react uh, being in that leadership role? And they, they did a great job. You know, we had... Uh, we have some seniors put put uh, put their arms around some of those sophomore kids that we're going to rely on this year, and and uh, you know they did a great job. So I'm very excited about where we're at right now. We've installed about 95% of our offense uh, defensively. We have uh, about the same amount in our guys. Our guys picked up on it quickly. They retained what we've had in in the past, and uh, they executed very well. One thing that I've been very impressed with is looking at this defensive unit mm -hmm. and not just headlined by a division one power five defensive end on one side of the ball, but you have three very good linebackers. You have three, four, five guys that can play in your secondary. You've got some other horses up front mm -hmm. that this is a defense that I know that we've compared the previous two defenses and how good they've been, but I think this is a defense that can do some of those same things that the previous two teams did. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where we sit down and we think about where is our weakness? You know, where do we really have to focus on? And and our defensive line, our defensive end spots, you know, of course we got Stuffle being on one side, but uh, we have some kids, we have two or three options at the other end spot um, that, that we really like. Uh, they're physical, they're aggressive. The Ramey kid came in and picked up on defensive end really quickly. So if we can have those two guys anchor the end spot, you know, there's not too many, uh, too many teams, 4A or 5A, that can boast the athleticism that we have. Uh, on the interior D-line, we've got three or four guys right now that we're, we're running through there and, and like all of them. Um, linebacker spot, of course, is, is pretty stacked uh, where we're at right now. We did move Caleb Hoppus down to a strong safety position. Um, you know, Ty Gottwald filling the role at free safety. He's had starting experience in the past. So, you know, we, we do have some holes. And when I say holes, I mean inexperienced guys. But these guys, you know, they, they can play. Some people might know this about you, that besides being the football coach, you were in charge of the SPS program, and mm -hmm. you have a big role in that. 
I think you've got some pretty good job security with that yeah. because of the product that continues to get bigger and all of these guys that you see them two years ago as sophomores or as freshmen. Mm -hmm. And you look at the transformation, which part of it comes naturally, but a lot of it comes from some hard work from these guys that this is a physical group, whether it is some of the younger guys, whether it's the juniors, seniors, offense, defense, you've got some big guys. Yeah, it's it's uh, right now what we're – you know, we're, we're the benefactor of culture, uh, culture in the weight room, culture on the field, uh, culture on the court. Um, and, and that all starts with what they've done in the weight room uh, this, this, this entire offseason. And, and it is a year-round thing. Uh, our SPS program, you mentioned that, it's, it's uh, what I feel second to none to, to anyone across the state of Kansas. And it's a program that we've changed and tweaked a little bit along the way. But it's something that Tom Young started here you know, 15 years ago. And we continue uh, to, to hopefully improve on uh, day in and day out. But if you look at it, our injury uh, level is down and our performance is up. And that's exactly where we want to be at this time. You mentioned culture within a program. And one of the things that I noticed this week is I was walking around your practices and mm -hmm. I like to observe what else is happening behind the scenes. Because for you, even though you're the head coach, you don't have to do a mm -hmm. ton of the one-on-one -on -one instructing. Mm -hmm. You rely on that with a lot of your assistant coaches. And I was, and it's not like this is the first time that I've come to this, but I was just so impressed while walking around, listening, observing, seeing how things happen. Mm -hmm. And I was just very impressed with what some of your co assistant coaches were able to do. And a lot of that does come from culture and being in this program for so long. But a lot of that, too, is that you have really, really good assistant coaches. Well, I would encourage I would encourage a lot of people to come around and 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 uh, just walk through a practice and see the kind of instruction, not just the football knowledge that these assistant coaches have, because they they possess that. There's no question, but how they do their business and how they treat kids and how they coach kids, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where. You know, we go to a team camp at Fort Hayes, and I will have coaches come up to me and say, hey, you know, do you do you have any positions open? You know, we had a, a coach who would be tremendous from Wichita Heights. Um, he was at Pittsburgh High before that, played at Pitt State before that, and he just said, you know, I want you to keep me in mind if, if something does open up. And, and it's very rare that something does open up uh, with the quality coaches we have. Uh, I, I'm just concerned, you know, about keeping these guys. You know, there's been multiple schools calling uh, and asking about uh, some of our coaches and, you know, asking to see if they'd be interested in becoming head coaches. And right now they're pretty happy. Right now they, they like what they do, and, and, and really my job is to keep them here. I watched Coach Monty go through with the fullbacks on all their blocking techniques, and he says, here's how you do this, you do this. I listened for about five minutes. And I think you could put me in pads, and I, and I could block for the fullbacks on a kickout trap. Yeah. It, it was very fun to watch this happen because I think there are probably some people that just assume you get out there with a whistle and you mm -hmm. yell at everybody and you say, here's what you do, now do some up-downs, yeah. get it going. But that's not the way it's run at all. No, it's not. You know, we, we have not conditioned, uh, not one time since I've been the head coach here, uh, and really very few times with uh, Coach Young also. We really feel like, you know, if we have upbeat tempo, we're running, we're moving, um, we're doing football-related stuff all of the time in a positive and enthusiastic manner, then the kids are going to want to be around that, and kids are going to get better, and our program's going to uh, benefit as a result. No Steve Sell today. You know what he's doing, right? He's down in Independence playing in his uh, golf okay, tournament. Okay, okay. Uh -huh. I think you probably could have had an idea of that. It's his yeah. very exciting time. He gets back with all of his high school friends. 
He wrote a really nice column about it at midkansasonline.com, but I imagine you could have had some of those same experiences this week, getting back out to Hayes and yeah. maybe bumping into some old guys you played with or, or coached with, and mm-hmm. I'm sure it was a fun week for you guys out there, not even just the players. It was. You know, it's always good going back there, and they've got a tremendous program right now. And as a matter of fact, we sat down with a lot of their coaching staff um, this winter and installed some of our, our new passing concepts, a lot of five-man pass protection. Listen, we've got a bunch of tailbacks right now that can run and catch, and so I think we're wasting them if we insert pass and insert them into a pass protection setting. Rather than blocking, I'd rather have them running and catching. And so, you know, we talked about uh, going back to Hayes, you know, call Coach Brown up and, and uh, kind of get an inside pass into their film and their playbook. And and uh, it's 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 uh, really worked out well for us. Well, you've given him enough guys over the last couple yeah. of years, too, that yeah. I think he can at least do that for you. Yeah, he reciprocated really well. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about your personnel and some individual guys going forward for this team. And then what's coming up for you guys over the next couple of weeks and months? Getting ready for August and getting ready to put the pads on and get things going here in the 2019 season. We'll take a break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Tap, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. No Steve Sell today, but I said this to Coach Kinneman yesterday, the next best thing, McPherson I football coach Chase Pavlovich. We were talking before a little bit about your summer camps and what you guys have been doing, and kind of the weird thing is is that you're pretty much done with any sort of football-related where you have pads on, Mm -hmm. besides just going out and having some individual workouts for the next two months, which is a little weird that you get it all out of the way early, and and, and maybe it's intentional that you guys do that because – People are still in their school mode, and then once you get a certain depth into the summer, everybody goes and does their own thing. But it's weird that it, it happens so fast and that it's over so fast. Well, we, we, we do. We, it, for good reason, we concentrate everything in about – pack it in about a week, week and a half, which is grueling. You know, it's grueling for kids. It's grueling for coaches. It's grueling for everybody involved in the program. But – uh, we, we get it out of the way. And, you know, we, we do want kids to be kids. We want kids to go to the pool. We want kids to go to, you know, church camp. We want kids to go to vacation, spend time with their families, do things, so that when we come back uh, in, in football-related activities in August, we're fresh and we're ready and we're running around. So uh, this is kind of the way we've approached it always is uh, get a lot of it done, front-loaded in, in early June, uh, that way, if we do get a kid banged up, I know a few years ago, Jack Schneider, he uh, had a high ankle sprain at Pitt State's camp. And, you know, by the time the season rolls around, he's good to go. And, and so if we get any instances like that, then, then we're 100% healthy uh, by the time August rolls around. I think if I would have asked you one year ago today and said with the class of 2020 with your guys, do you think that's going to be a, a high recruiting profile class? I don't know if you would have said, oh, yeah, it's going to be big time and they're going to have so many big looks. But 
I think you would have known there would be some interest in, in at least a few of these guys. Mm-hmm. And things really have taken off for this yeah. group. And, and summer, of course, for the incoming senior class is a really big recruiting time. And then right mm-hmm. after the season ends is another big recruiting time. But you have four or five guys right now that are going to be seniors in your program that have received big-time offers, mm-hmm. big-time looks, and, of course, the main one being Cody Snuffle being the early one to commit to Kansas State. But I don't think I've seen this from any of your more recent classes, the attention that this group is receiving. It, it's, it's you know, recruiting changes all of the time. And something that, uh, you know, people don't understand is an offer does not mean an offer anymore. So, uh, for example, when Cody got his first offer, quote-unquote, from Akron, that was an offer – uh, that, yes, you will receive scholarship. However, you have to come to our one-day camp in June, and if we don't like you, then we are not going to give you that scholarship. So there's there's all sorts of, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really it's, it's rough on kids in terms of uh, recruiting now, but everything has been pushed up. Within the last couple of years, everything has been pushed up to the summer of their junior year. Uh, Division twos are now offering kids like Caleb Hoppus uh, received an offer from uh, Fort Hayes uh, thanks to his efforts at team camp. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's things have changed a lot in the recruiting process. So now my job as a coach is simply to figure out exactly what this offer means. You know, um, when we were going through things with Cody Stuffelbean, uh, you know, when they said offer, my job was to see, okay, is this an offer to come to camp or is this an offer uh, for scholarship regardless of what takes place? And there are schools that do things right and there are schools that don't. Uh, Wisconsin, for example, uh, when, I, when I asked uh, Coach Gilmore, you know, what does this offer entail? Is this a hard offer or a soft offer? Is this a camp offer? And he said, no, this is a scholarship offer. Just come and sign the dotted line and we are good. You don't have to work out for us. So, it's interesting, you know, going through these things and and uh, looking at the evolution of the recruiting process and Division Two starting to do those things now too. So, yeah, we we've had quite a few kids getting offered. Mason Thrash is a kid that's about to blow up as well. I know that he's been offered by McPherson College mm-hmm. and and keeping close tabs there with Coach Fiscus mm-hmm. with Cody. I've asked Steve this, and he's been around for 40 years and followed the McPherson I athletes, whether it's players like Steve Henson that went on to the NBA, and I said. How well do you remember somebody having the same high-profile recruitment as Cody Stuffelbean? And I've asked Coach Kinnaman. I've asked a lot of people, and their consensus answer is, I don't remember anybody Mm -hmm. that's been like this where you have a Wisconsin come knock on the door, Virginia Tech, a Colorado next door, and then Kansas State being one of the big in-state schools Mm -hmm. to come after you aggressively where I would imagine if there were any other K-State guys it might have been a walk-on deal or or something a little different but for Cody do you remember anybody that in your 13 14 years that has garnered this much attention Tanner Hawkinson was one that uh you know a lot of schools came in on um Tanner was one of those cases where he was going to go to KU regardless of what took place he was going to walk on no matter what um, K-State under Ron Prince, they offered him. And then all of a sudden, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, uh, Nebraska buzzed around a little bit. So Tanner would have been uh, the, the only other one I can think. But, you know, a lot of these kids, they, they'll spend big bucks and they'll go to these camps and they'll they'll do these combines and things of that nature. And, and what I've found is with Cody's case, uh, no one really paid particular interest to those combines. I know Coach uh, Ted Gilmore at uh, Wisconsin 
he came in because uh, Bishop Miege said, you need to really look at this kid from McPherson. They had all of our film for the last two years, so they, they felt like they were in our huddle. And, and uh, Coach said, hey, just, just check him out. They checked him out, loved him, came and visited him, loved him some more. Uh, in Virginia Tech's case, Coach Fiscus at Mac College, uh, he was a GA with uh, Coach Fuente, the head coach of Virginia Tech, called him up, said, you need to look at this kid. They did, and they loved him. Um, same thing with Colorado. Coach, Coach uh, Merkowitz uh, knows, a, knows a guy out there in Colorado. And, uh, so a lot of it is just, just simple connections like that. And with film and huddle the way it is right now, if you can play, you can play, and they're going to find you. Uh, a lot of cases it takes, you know, at that level, it takes a kid that's, you know, 6'5", 240 pounds that can run uh, to turn heads. But if, they, if you can play, they'll find you. And I think the beautiful thing about being in central Kansas is that social media – I think really helps. And and there might be some coaches out there that are a little more old school and they say, mm-hmm. oh, we're not doing this Twitter thing. We're not posting any videos. But what I've learned and, and what I've started to see more is that, yeah, sometimes it, it seems weird that people are posting all the time, but it really does help. And yeah. it might take some convincing to get Steve to believe that. No, it's, but it does help. It's, it's, it's a necessity anymore. Cody, none of our guys, whether it's Cody or Mason, you know, or Caleb Hoppus, you know, and Jacob Files, he's going to get some offers. They're yeah. going to start rolling in also if what he can do. None of those guys are attention getters. None of those guys particularly like Twitter and, uh, you know, hashtagging and posting, grateful to get an offer from here or there. You know, but it's it's a dirty game, and it's one of those games that you have to play uh, because those other offers do start rolling in. Uh, Air Force started, you know, sniffing around, and they offered Cody as a result of all of the attention he was getting on Twitter. So it's, it's a necessary evil. It is an evil. It's a necessary evil. College coaches understand the game, too, you know, so. It's what they uh, pay all those GAs to do. That's exactly right. You know, they, they'll have a. Uh, you know, I know Alabama has eight of those guys that are just checking social media every day. It's it's a crazy game, but again, you know, when a kid posts, you know, grateful to get an offer, it, it's it's not an attention thing for many of our guys. It's one of those things where, hey, you know, I received an offer here, um, and and you, we're not exactly a hotbed for for high school football, so other coaches, college coaches, receive attention from that. Let's take our final break, and when we come back, we can project on what's coming up in the next couple of months, talk a little bit more, and maybe we'll have to have you come back in sometime next week or the week before that because I think we could sit down here and talk for a couple of hours about what's coming up on the horizon. You bet. All right, we'll take one more break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. The Fieldhouse Grill and Tap, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Again, we have McPherson High football coach Chase Pavlovich with us today. No Steve Sell, so we're trying to make things we're work. We're trying our best. We're 
trying to hold up the greatness that is Steve Sell. Well, for you guys, what do you have coming up for the next couple of weeks, couple of months? Because there's no real organized team activities. There's no camps, but I know you guys will be getting in the weight room. I'm sure you'll have the quarterbacks out there with the receivers throwing the ball around. Mm -hmm. Anything else besides that over these next couple of months? No. I, no, you know, we, we again, we want kids to be kids and you know, you know, they're 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 busy. We want multiple sport athletes, so they're busy playing basketball, they're busy playing baseball and and uh it's one of those things where uh you know, as, as a father of, you know, a couple kids going through the youth sports situation right now, they rarely get time to breathe, you know. So uh, we, we, we backed off and we've done that the past few years and, and it hasn't really hurt our program. If anything, I think it's benefited us. We will do one organized seven on seven tournament in Blue Valley in the middle of June or July. And it's uh, we, we've gone there for my gosh. Luckily, um, you don't have to compete against Graham Mertz this year. Well, no kidding. You know, it's it's been probably about 10 years we've been doing that. The last two years we've been beat out by Blue Valley North and Graham Mertz. And it, he's he's tremendous. He's he's pretty special. But we get to go up there and play all these Kansas City area schools. And the secret's out. You know, they. it used to be, well, we were just country bumpkins and, you know, thought that uh, they'd, they'd just go roll over us. But now we're one of the favorites year in and year out in that tournament. How are your youth softball coaching skills? Mm, well, um, you don't need I, a whistle. I, I'm I'm the cry coach, so basically what I do is sit in the dugout and make sure when when girls come come back in the dugout <laughs> after a strikeout or an error that uh, okay. that I take care of them. Yeah, so it's a it's a tough job. I'm telling you what, I'd rather coach football for sure. These girls are wearing me out. I think there's some pressure of being the head football coach, but I don't think yeah, I'd want to be the yeah. cry coach. I think that's <laughs> tough. You say the wrong thing and they're done for the day. Yeah, you know Zach Hoppus, he's he's the head and he appointed me as the cry coach. Now he's I'll the be, one that he lays down the law and, and yeah. he, he has to really be strict with them right <laughs> that's right that's right I'm, I'm not surprised with that I'm, I'm the guy that picks them up so it's fun though he's the one that tells them to line up after they lose yep. and run sprints oh we're running you bet <laughs> <laughs> well we enjoyed having you on here today coach Thank pav you. i know that we're getting ready for that football itch you, you mm-hmm. get it for these last two weeks and you have to go sit there in your hands and mm-hmm. and just watch film for the next few months but mm-hmm. i can smell it football's almost hey, here we're, we're there we're there all right, well, no more Steve for the rest of the week. Let's hope that he can win his golf tournament. I told him that if they get rained down in Independence, I don't want to have to deal with them. So if he doesn't get to play, I'm going to send him to He'll you, be, okay. and you can be the cry coach for Steve Sell. <laughs> I got you. Because he's going to need it. I got you. Wrapping up today's show, for McPherson I football coach Jace Pavlovich, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you on Monday. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.